This week, the obvious question is, so, what do you do? I'm Mike Trevisano, and this week, I confront Bob Meyer and Joe Britalic with the challenge of all challenges. Tis the season for parties and get-togethers with new people where you are inevitably asked, what do you do? Or, so, what do you do? Or, so what do you do? How do you answer that? Better yet, how should you answer that? This is the time of year. Ho, ho, ho. Holiday parties and, you know, work events. And we, we run around and we, we meet a lot of people. We, we see a lot of things. You, inevitably, you run into a situation where you're, you meet someone you've never met before. And they say to you the obvious question. So, what do you do? What I want you from you guys is what's your elevator speech about you? What do you say? What do you say to that? What, and maybe... What I really want to know is what should you say? Well, that's a good way to answer that. Well, Mike, this what is do you one do? of those. Yeah, this is one of those like when someone passes you and say, hey, how's it going? And you go, good. How's it going with you? Good. I mean, I know the routine. So it's like it's easy. But I hate it every time I do it because I feel like I'm, I'm not really even there. I'm just kind of, you know, passing, passing by, saying hi. And I had a couple of words to make it sound good. So the idea of what do you do? Yeah, I've heard this question asked a lot of different ways over the years about how to respond to it. Like, and someone will get off on a kick, like, you know, and you say elevator speech. It's more like they, they, they have something prepared that's different than anyone else would say, just to catch the person off guard. So I don't like that one. I don't like the one where I'm just going to trick you by saying something like, you know, some fancy term or something, which is, means exactly what I'm doing, but you don't quite understand it. Then there's the other one where, you know, you can't say, well, you know, a little of this, a little of that. You know, you don't say anything. And somewhere in between there is the, is the real answer of what do I do? I, I have that every now and then because, I mean, you know, the work that I do and, and, and the stuff I get involved with is not, not the ordinary job. You know, it doesn't have a real good job description. And I remember early on when uh, I went through some of the original training with this, we had a hard time describing what we did to anybody, even to ourselves, you know, as we talked about it. If someone said, what does this podcast do? What is this about? You know, that's kind of how I, the same way I would start to describe what I do. It's that same category. Like it's, well, it's not, you don't want to say like, well, it's hard to describe because then you, you kind of take yourself down a path. But I, I don't like the idea that I've got a pat answer, that I, that I would have something I would say that would just right away explain it. Because if it's that simple, I'm probably not really describing it right. I, I think this, what we're doing right now is, uh, is unique. You know, I think I don't see it anywhere else. I don't see other uh, podcasts like this. I don't see things so if you say, what's the job here? I'd have to spend a little bit more time talking about it. And I'd want to be real. I'd want to say, you know, it's an opportunity to do this. It's a chance for that. It's, a, it's the craziness of life, you know, something, something like that. Now, people listening right now might say, oh, really? Let me tell you what it is. And they'll tell me exactly what it is. You know, give it a definition. You're like these other 25 guys. And I think that compresses and reduces who we are and what we do to something very small. I think we're much bigger than that, every one of us. Micah, Micah, I, I love this question because, you know, I'm thinking of different elevators. It depends on what elevator you take because if it's a work-related elevator, yeah, I might start off with, you know, I'm the marketing communications guy and, <clears throat> and, and maybe I get into some of the things that, that I do elsewhere or maybe some of my interests, but it's probably, you know, focused on the work situation. Uh, but if I'm somewhere else, if it's at a social setting or a party, I, I don't define myself by the things that I do to make 
let's say, to make money or even to not make money. Uh, I, I laughed a little bit when uh, you know you you posed the question and Joe was talking because I had this uh, image and it's it's probably uh, I'll share it. Dog sniffing butts. That's what I was thinking. Of. It's like it's like when two dogs meet each other. You know, they're sniffing each other. They're trying to figure out like, who are you, and should I be afraid of you, or what are you? And 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 I think of it the same way when you meet somebody. It's kind of the cliche. You know, well, what do you do? Like, I'm probably more important than you are. And it depend. It depends on the energy that I have with that person. Like, like if I get on an elevator and the person's happy and they're smiling and and they look really vibrant and, and, and they're just making a conversation. I, it might just take a weird turn. Like I might say something really bizarre. Like I have had people ask me that question. And if I know they have a sense of humor, I might say, uh, you know, I breathe in and I breathe out. That's what I do. What do you do for a living? Well, to stay alive, I breathe in and I breathe out. And it's kind of funny for me because it gets into a different story because you two know that I have, you know, the, a tattoo on one wrist and one on the other and it says breathe in and it says breathe out because that's kind of my, my mantra for, for life in terms of don't, you know, if I don't do that, I'm going to die, guys. Um, so that's one answer I have and I try to stay away from the the boxed in pat definition kind of thing because that's no different than the i pass mike or joe in the hallway and i say hey how you doing and then you know what joe's response is it's hey how you doing so nothing got discussed in that second it was just the uh, i'm acknowledging that i'm passing you in the hallway i have nothing to say to you uh see you later (laughs) i don't want to be that guy So what, what I'm, I'm getting then is that this conversation at a party, right, an office party or, or a party where you, where you just meet somebody new and they say that, it's no real, di- it's not at all different than the passing someone in a hallway and going, hi, how are you? And they go, hi, how are you? Because all you're doing is really postponing the inevitable moment where you are done talking to each other. So what do you do? Well, I'm the uh, uh, financial projections uh, guy. Well, that's interesting. So... Great party, huh? You know, that's it. It's yeah. Done, you know? right. yeah. But if there's but if there's a football game at the same time, let's say you're at that party, they ask that question, a couple cocktails are being served and you know, you're both cheering for the same team and it's that common denominator, right? I think, you know, with anybody it's like it's it's just casual talk. But when you get underneath the surface, it's it's like you're really just trying to is it just surface talk to get to know the person? Like, I gotta have to share an experience with you in order to be able to ask the right questions. And maybe that's the wrong question to start with. What do you do? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the yeah. one that always seems to get asked, though. Yes. You know? So what? It, it's the that? safe one, I think, Mike. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like talking about the weather. You know, the, the first thing you talk about if you have nothing to talk about as well is a rainy day, or it's a boy, it's been sunny lately, or something like that. Because very safe. But you know, when you said that, it's funny. I was thinking, how many people would say? I'm so excited to go to this party. I'm so excited to be in the hallway and pass Mike or Bob and say, hi, how's it going? And they say, oh, it's going good. Thanks. And keep on walking. I mean, I don't think there's a person that, that likes a cocktail hour like that that says, oh, yeah, I spent like the last hour just going around asking buddy, so how's your job? Good. How's yours? Good. And I went to the next person asked them. I think they would say, <laughs> like me, they would say, avoid that place at all costs. But now think for a second about the times you've been with a person in a setting like that and something came up. The person was really good at, at asking a question. And they didn't ask you like, hey, what's your job? Or what do you, so what do you do for a living? They said something like, hey, I, I heard something about uh, the issue you had last week. You know, that 
it was devastating from what I heard. And, and they open up a, an opportunity for you to reveal yourself, to talk a little bit more about your life. Uh, those people are very, very neat. I mean, they're interesting people. And I think one of the things I've learned in life is that, and I don't do it well all the time, is that those people that ask those questions and actually show an interest in you, you should you should turn return it and show an interest in them, and and it turns out to be one of the best moments of your night or your life. Where you come away and you say that was really a cool person, you know. You spend some time. I'd rather, for me personally, I'd rather spend at a party like that. I'd rather find one or two people to talk with and get beneath the surface a little bit than talk to fifty people about nothing. And I've I've gone on record with that. <laughs> I've said this many times. Is I spent too many too many of my evenings, you know, at, at parties, company things, or corporate stuff where. I really had no conversation. And I can tell you a couple of times when I, I found a person or the person found me and we had one of those incredible conversations where you come away and you say, that was a great night. And I didn't talk to the other 50 people. I didn't really say anything to them other than to maybe wave or you know say hi when I came in the room. Just that's, I think that's kind of the, what you call it, the requirement or the formal part of you know relationships is greeting somebody, that type of thing. There was a tribe, I think it was in Africa, that every morning when they get up until somebody recognizes them they don't see themselves as being alive but it's the i see you thing that actually brings them to life and their culture is like that so i think in some ways we share that culture being recognized people passing by you know and saying hi walk down new york street and not very many people say hi to you they put their heads down keep on walking i like the places where you walk and everybody that passes you goes hey how's how's it going that informal formal greeting you know that that moment but boy if you stop one of those people and they you have a conversation with them and you learn a little bit about them, and they ask questions about your life. Everything changes. I, I hate to I hate to push on you a little bit, Joe, but I think that's what I'm trying to find. That's to me the 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 answer that I'm looking for in this obvious question. The answer that I don't have clearly is is so. So how do you get from so what do you do to the great conversation? I have a feeling that it, there's a story, right? Either you know the person before, you know, but what is the what is the thing that someone could say? Uh, yep. that if if I'm asked, so what do you do? How do I? How would I flip it? How do I flip it so that I have a, a chance to have a bigger, deeper conversation? Yeah, so I, I think that. God, I'm sorry about. Oh ahead. no, I was just saying that. That I'm glad you said that, Mike, because I was struggling with: is this really Mike's question? You know, what do you do, or is it about flipping it, or how to have a better conversation? So really, we're we're off the point of answering what do you do because you already know what we do and most of our <laughs> listeners know what they do and that's right. frankly pretty boring right <laughs> you know so it's how do you do something it, it i think sometimes when you said that i think oh, mike's looking for a pickup line like and i don't mean it by that it's not like you're trying to pick somebody up but it is that icebreaker um the i think about the elevator um i'm a pretty tall guy i'm i'm close to six six and uh just last week Another tall guy got on the elevator, and not that that means anything, but it, it is weird for me and probably other people that are that tall to see somebody eye to eye. We don't talk at first. He just hops on the elevator, and then all of a sudden, he says something to me, like, underneath his breath. He's like, 13 or 14. I was like, um, uh, and then I'm like, oh, he's asking what shoe size I wear. I'm like, oh, 13. And then we walked to the, you know, to the next elevator bank, but we had the, that opened up the conversation. We had a long conversation. This isn't a guy, he's, he's in my building, but he doesn't work for my company. Uh, but now I know him. Like now I recognize him and like, we'll, we'll chat in the hallway. But before that, it was, he was just a complete stranger. So uh, I, I think sometimes it's like, it's that little connection. 
And one of the connections I find in the elevator better than a question is, as I mentioned earlier, is a smile. It's weird how many people are like connected to their phones, looking down, going in in the morning, and their day is starting off, I don't want to judge, but I say terrible. But my day starts off really great when you know somebody smiles. Like I come in in the elevator, and they're like, hey, good morning. How are you? How's your day going? Like That's cool. It's kind of surface, but it's something about the facial visual connection for me versus just the words. I, 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 I hate to do this to you guys, but, but I hear I, everything you're saying and, and you're luring me in. I'm like, yeah, that, that's, that's great. That's a, good, that's a good answer. But the problem is, is I, I ask the question, so, so when someone asks you, so what do you do, how do you respond in a way that's meaningful? And, and what I'm getting back is sort of a gap and then some magic happens. You know, yeah. well, what I prefer is this or this great thing happened with this guy at this time. But but I still, yeah, I'm challenging you guys. I'm not, I'm, I'm yeah. not hearing. Well, what I would say, I would walk, I, I wouldn't spend my time with that person is, I guess, would be my point. Like if I were at the party and the, the person said, just and, like, they, and they just started yeah, off with the, what do you do? Yeah, I'll give them the 20 seconds, you know, here are some of the things that I do. But for me, there would be no connection like like there's no interest there for me it's like i'm filling out a job application like uh, bob could you write this down put your name your address social security number that's not of interest to me um fortunately i don't get a lot of the like what do you do kind of thing because that's not a conversation i want to be in just like i'm not the big heavy sports guy either so um in, in that case i might be inclined to walk away from that conversation and 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 talk to some people that are having a dialogue about real life situations. Hence, the reason why I think the three of us are on this podcast here. <laughs> We're <laughs> right. probably not the guys that, True. you know, I'll smack you in the face if you ask me what do I do. I mean, that, <laughs> that doesn't define me. <laughs> I, but that, that's my challenge back to you. I'm sorry to be so rigid on it. But, you know, this is what I'm having a problem with because a, a person I don't know, maybe they, this person who I don't know is an ocean of awesome stuff. I don't know that yet. I don't know them, right? But they make the terrible mistake of coming up to me and saying, so, what do you do? And, and so, what I'm hearing, you know, potentially, I'm just going to write them off and be like, well, you asked me the very question that has now made it impossible for me to ever have a relationship yeah. with you. You have be gone. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like the uh, guy from The Princess Bride. It's like, my name is Emmanuel El Toya or whatever it is. Prepare to die. You know, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> well, Mike, a thought I had, and this, uh, this goes back to some of the stuff we've talked about, I think on earlier podcasts, and certainly we've talked among ourselves, is what are you thinking at that moment when the person says that? Like, what's the honest thought in your head, the real thing going through your head when someone says, so Mike, what do you do? For me, for me, the real thought happening in my head is, ah, oh, geez, I got to answer this, like this, this question. Uh, that's that's what, what I'm going through. If I yeah. step out of side of myself and I look at the conversation happening, I know what they're doing. They're they're doing the thing that you do. You know, you don't know someone. You 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 don't know how to broach a conversation. Maybe you're just fishing. You're throwing your line in the water, and the best worm on your hook is the one that goes. So what do you do? And so they, that's it. So now I have an opportunity to, to either you know, just eat that worm and be like, well, I'm, I'm this job 
this is the job I do for you know forty or fifty or whatever hours a week, right? right. Or is there <laughs> something else I can say? You know, like, well, I do this is my job, but really, what I'm really interested in is X, Y, Z. What are you really interested? I don't know. I don't know what the that stream of next awesomeness that I say is, but I know I don't want to shut them down. I right. I don't want just them asking that question that we're kind of conditioned to ask to be the thing that makes me shut them down. Yeah, so I th- I'm listening to it. I'm thinking, so you already know the answer. So this is cool. You know the answer. You just don't know how to do it. It's like you know that you don't want to answer that question. You know that society has conditioned that person and you to play it safe and do this. So now you're going to say, well, I know that's not what I want to do, and I'm standing here ready to do it because I'm in the role. I'm in the game. I'm ready to, you know, to do my thing. What would it look like if you said something like, uh, isn't that funny? I mean, every time we get to these parties, it seems like we wind up doing that. We go up to each other and we say, so what do you do? And we give these kind of pat answers. And it seemed kind of silly to do. And I, I would believe at that moment that person wouldn't say, no, it's not silly. I really want to know what you want to do. I think they would say something like, yeah, it is kind of, I feel the same way. I mean, I think when you get cut beneath it and you, you're real, I think all of a sudden you'll strike up a conversation that at least you'll have that piece in common. You know, you, you've often said this, that one thing we all share is death. You know, you want to have a conversation, talk about death. We all share it. Well, that's kind of a, you got to wait That'd a couple tough minutes. At a, tough at a party, yeah. Yeah, you got to wait a little, a few what minutes. I do? To get that. Yeah, I'd die. <laughs> and you're going to die, and everybody in this party right. is going to die. Right, so how about, if, a little softer than that, you come back to the, the moment of, so what do I have in common with this person? Well, I think the minute you get beneath the superficial, what everybody does kind of stuff, and you actually become a real person, and you, you ask a question from the position of what you're thinking about, but not in an insulting way, not in a put-down way, but more like, isn't it crazy that we're at this function that, you know, I'd really like to get to know people, but we keep asking ourselves the same pat question. It seems kind of silly, doesn't it? And again, I, I would bet you pretty much anything that that person will say, oh, I'm so relieved to hear that because I feel myself like I'm going around doing the same thing and I hate these parties. Well, now you've got the basis for a great conversation because now you can ask any of those questions you were talking about before. You can say, so let's not talk about who I am or what I do. Let's talk about, you know, what my dreams are. I mean, have you ever had a person come up and ask you that kind of question? Because I have, and I, I get very excited by it. I mean, I think at a party, I was talking to this one woman for like hours because she was very interested in life and very interested in, in what I was doing and, you know, how we were working together and stuff like that. I mean, you guys are like that. And we get to conversations where, you know, a small thing becomes huge. In terms of dreams and stuff like that, it's like very exciting. I mean, to, and then then the thing you said, maybe there's something behind that person, bigger than just the job. I'll tell you this: there's a secret. There is. There's something big behind every person. You just got to figure out what it is. I, I'll tell you one more quick thing. I was down in, in uh, with my grandkids uh, over Thanksgiving, and one of my granddaughters was she was talking about life and stuff like that. You know who she is. I said, well, tell me who are you? And she said, well, I'm, uh, I'm, and she's you know for the moment she struggled with it. And since she said, well, I'm, uh, I'm a tennis player. I said, is that it? She goes, well, no, I'm, I'm a daughter. I said, is that it? She goes, well, I'm a good friend. And she listed these things. She went through like 20 or 30 things where just with a little bit of prompting, I got all the pieces of her life. You know, she's, she's all these things. But on the surface, she, at f- first she was a tennis player. You know, that was her thing. Well, I know, Bob, you play tennis. You're not a tennis player. You play tennis, and it's, a, it's a, one of the pieces of your life and probably a fairly big piece. But, but there's so much more to you and so much more to you, Mike, especially when I think about it that uh, I could spend a long time talking. I know you guys pretty well, and I still could spend a lot, a lot of time understanding more about who you are, what you care about, what matters. I'm thinking our listeners out there are here for the same reason. 
they're curious about these questions and they're, they're going a little bit deeper, you know, into what is this question really about? What if we change the whole paradigm of how people interact at, at social meetings like that as, as part of this? Yeah. That people show up and actually talk. Yeah, I think part of it is just, at least for me, where I struggle is the what do you do? If the person approaches me with the what do you do, it's like, I, I really don't care. Like, I'm going to answer the question, but it's, it's again, in the approach to me that I, I just have this image of, like, like it's either the person at the cocktail party with the class that's, like, kind of judging you, saying, so, uh, Mike, what do you do here at the company? You know, or it's the it's the first date with the girl and her father's there and at the door and he says, so, uh... Mike, what do you do? Uh, you know, it's it's. It, you're right, Joe. They're asking like, who are you? Who are who are you? And why should I trust you? Like, I, I don't know. It, it it. I'm really struggling with this, and I think I'm I'm of no value or help to anyone. <laughs> but maybe I'm just being honest in That's... that. I I I don't want to be in that conversation because I don't think I, I would be more likely inclined to be either to answer it factually or if I think the person has a sense of humor to to say something like you know I'm an international assassin or you know or you know I'm just a visitor here you know traveling through space and time kind of thing but you know, it's just such a boxed in kind of question but more importantly than that I think what Joe's saying is I know the person's trying to break the ice and and engage in something, I'm more likely to answer that quickly, get out of that, and then try to shift the conversation, as you said, Joe, to something else. And then if the person wants to engage with me, then there's probably something there. And if, if not, you know, I go to the next person. I, I, I hear you. And I'm with you, Joe. I, I, I totally agree. You know, maybe if, if when they ask that, if I'm really good and I can somehow be really authentic and connect with them in a way that allows me to essentially say, I know you just asked me what I do, but I'm not going to answer that because you and I, we both know that question's horrible. And <laughs> that's not the know, real you. That's not that's, the real you. <laughs> this, this is the thing, though, Joe. When you were that saying voice. that, I thinking when I was, I'm doing it on purpose because right. I, I can't picture myself in a, in a situation where someone would do that and I either wouldn't come across as, you know, kind of being a jerk to their question, like, well, you know, we're not going to really talk about that, are we? Or, or creepy. You know, maybe I say something like, what do I do? Well, I don't think you really want to know what I do. I don't know what I don't know. You know, this, the, the, it's, it's, How about just the normal mic? The normal, like, oh, let me, let me, let's shift to a different question or something like that. Just, yeah, it's funny because when I, I listen to the voices, I think I've got those guys in my mind. And Bob, you know, the cocktail party where the guy shows up and he's looking down at you, has that kind of locked jaw talking. To, I know all those things. So they're all like pictures out there. And, and so we kind of live them and repeat them. But what would it look like if it just became you? I mean, the you that I know, the you that Bob knows, and just, did your thing and just said, you know, it's funny. Everybody asks these questions this way. And let me, let me ask you a little, let's talk about something different. Yeah. Or and, you could just and, say, you know, I'm not really sure. <laughs> Maybe you can help me. <laughs> like, I think that would be, you know, that would sound like in the moment, something that I might say is like, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what I'm doing here. <laughs> you know, like what do I do where? Like, you know, cause <laughs> I, I, yeah. I get it. I get you guys. And of, of all things to be complete. To share what I'm really thinking, I'm not convinced. I, and what I'm not convinced about is, is I get it. I, I get what you're saying. You know, be authentic in the moment. Say the thing. You can get out of that conversation. You can make some kind of real connection. But the problem is we're, we're talking in hy- the hypothetical party. And the hypothetical is always the one you, where you can 
depends on what you want to have happen. You can be the winner, you know, or you can totally lose in the hypothetical. You can say, well, what I would, I would just simply say, I'd be real with them. The next thing you know, I, they, you know, we'd be dancing the tango and the party, and everyone's dancing. The next thing you know, the party's nuts, and you know, they're, we're hoisted on the shoulders of, uh, you know, I don't know what. It gets yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, you're the, you're the most interesting man in the world exactly <laughs> at that <right>. moment. <laughs> exactly right. And, and so, to me, to me I'm, I, the, the question isn't necessarily a very authentic question, right? We kind of, we kind of already established that. So how do I flip it and make it make my response authentic. Well, okay, I need to be authentic. I need to be me in the moment, right? That's, yeah. that's, sort of the, that's sort of the answer. But I guess that is really, for me, is my own closing thought as we've kind of been talking about it for, I think, over 20 minutes now, is so how do you be authentic? <laughs> like that's, you know, well, you just be. That's, that's what, wait, wait a second. What do you mean I just be? Hmm, it's... This is the bigger question for me that, that uh, is tougher. So I'll, I'll point it to you guys, you know, to give me your, give me your thought, your last, your, your last thoughts on this one. Well, Mike, I don't know if this will be helpful or not. And, and Bob, with the three of us, experienced this um, for real. So go back to the day that I met you. Go back to the day, Bob, when I met you or when Bob, when you met Mike. And when each of us met each other, you know, in a work environment. I don't recall any small talk. I don't recall, you know, that. So, Bob, who are you? Or Mike, what do you do? I remember just walking up to your cubicle and some people I knew were, were there and you were there and I got introduced and, and next thing we're, we're laughing about things and chatting about stuff. And I don't, remember the, I don't remember the cocktail party stuff. Maybe it was there and I don't remember it. But I just remember stepping into it like, and hey, and there's something about that that happened that was real. So if, if one way to think about this, just go back to that moment and think, how did that work? And, and how does that work in life? How does it when you don't have to play that role. I think we're conditioned, and I think that that phrase, elevator speech, has become very popular in business. It's there for a business reason. It's not there for a life reason. It's there so you can hand out business cards, get information, and decide who you like and who you don't like, or who you need to kiss up to or who you don't need to kiss up to. I mean, salespeople, not to, if there's salespeople out there listening, I apologize for this, but salespeople are horrible at these things because the minute they recognize you're not, you're not the one, that you don't have anything of value to add to their life, they're like, Oh, on to the next person. They can literally, you see them just, there's the guy I want to talk to. And, and you realize you're just a thing to them. You're just, you're just a, you know, a, what do you do? Oh, you don't have the funds or the money. You're not the buyer. Forget it. I'm not interested in you. And they move on. Now, not all salespeople, I, I'm going to regret having said that, but, um, but that kind of person <laughs> drives me crazy. They drive me nuts because I don't want to be around them. I don't want to answer my elevator speech for them. And if I prepare it well enough, maybe I'm the one I get picked. It's like being picked at a basketball game or something. I don't, I don't want to be the one left out. So I have a good answer. I'm done with that. I'm, from my, my part in my life, I, I want to meet people like you guys. I want to meet the way we met. It's just you kind of step into it and you have a real conversation and the rest is history. Yeah, I would say, Mike, for me, it's, it's going where the energy is. So uh, just like Joe described how we met, uh, that, co- that question never came up. And, 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 you know, I don't want to be the putting down type of person to say, you know, I'll answer that question. But then it, it's about the energy and connection that I have with someone and, and going beyond that. I, I think for me, uh, maybe as a homework assignment or even for our listeners, 
I think that what they're really trying to get at is, who are you? Again, I go back to the to the you know animals meeting in the woods, and they're like, who are you? You know, like, should I be afraid of you? Should you be a friend of mine? Uh, that's really what's under the surface. And I like what Joe said about his his granddaughter was, you know, what are these things that define you? And sometimes we have no resort but to define ourselves by roles. Like I do, I'm a father. I'm a you know, I'm a, I'm a farmer, I'm a machinist, I'm a mechanic, whatever those things are, but we're more than those things. And that's probably the takeaway is thinking about what what's a list of the things that define who you are. That's a tougher assignment. Yeah. Thanks guys. Uh, you know, now I, I would love to talk directly to the people that are listening listen, because clearly I still am having a hard time, you know, getting an answer. <laughs> <laughs> that I that I can just switch. So, how do you answer the question? What do you do? Not not the facts about yourself, but how do you answer it in a way that you feel good about it? I'd love I'd love to hear your answers. I I love uh, Bob and Joe's answers, but I'd, I'll take all the help I can get on this one. So, join us at obviousquestion.wordpress.com. Let us know what you think. If you if you're digging the show. We would love it if you'd write a review, tell people, share the show. Uh, we love doing it, and we would love the idea of a bigger community joining us and trying to find these answers, and, and that'd be cool. So, thanks, everybody, and uh, over and out.